0: It is July 21st, 2019. Welcome back to another issue of The Clues Chronicle. It's the 31st podcast in fewer than four years, and in this issue, we examine ourselves. Uh, today, we discuss how we came to our understandings that led us to create the show in the first place, and we'll attempt the near impossible to weigh the impact of the show on ourselves and others. After that, I would like to suggest, with your permission, Kay that's my co-host, that we might discuss where to go from here. Anything you'd like to steer, veto, or add, Kay?
1: Yes, um, I'm excited to discuss where the show's kind of been and our new philosophy, if you want to call it that, about moving forward and mm. how we feel about doing a show, like the difference in our shows, kind of they've made on our personal lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And before we get to that, before we get to moving forward, let's go back. Let's uh go and talk about um how we became aware of well, the truly strange things that we talk about and differentiating that from mainstream slander of the strange. Do you remember when you first became interested in um I don't know, something that suddenly you found other people dropping off in interest as the more you became interested in it.
1: Do you mean like strange subjects like that your friends don't want to talk about, but you do, things like that?
0: Yeah, that might be something that qualifies. Typically, these things are like slightly scary things. Ghosts, UFOs, um, other dimensions... Uh, you know, weird things, people that say that there are, you know, concrete proofs of metaphysical things and uh, conspiracies and things. And it's too bad that um, all of that is wrapped up in the same kind of sense of strangeness from the mainstream. But I mean, for most people, I think that if, if you talk about certain subjects, you're going off the deep end or it's scary. You're, you're on a slippery slope, you know?
1: Right. You're making people uncomfortable. You're, you're going Mm. places that people would rather not go.
0: I was more in the repeating back what the media told me mode for, especially my, I think my teenage years, I was very like, you need to just be aware that this is the current stance on God. You know, <laughs> like sitcoms tell me that God is something to joke about, um, that he is probably a he, and yet he also probably doesn't exist. And that if you do want to get close to God, then the the avenue is a religious um, temple experience, like a church or mosque or synagogue or what have you. Um, or go meditating on a mountain to achieve enlightenment or something. So that's that's what I would say. I would repeat back what I was told by the media. I wasn't really. I mean, I thought I was thinking for myself. I really thought I was. That would be, I think, I was in the mainstream slander of the strange. Mm-hmm. Don't don't vary from you know the normal, even even the normal abnormal. Mm-hmm. But there was a time that it changed for me. I I started becoming aware of things that, for me, it was reality. And for others, my opinion was devalued. And they maybe even devalued me as a person for having the opinion. Um, So
1: what was this point of awareness? uh,
0: Well, it started with what I would consider hauntings. Well... I mean, this is pretty bizarre stuff to talk about on this show because prior to this, maybe we've been more, um, let's stay in the realm of reality slash politics, right? Don't want to associate the topics with the strange, but the truth is that these topics have been pushed into the realm of the strange, like the topics of, you know, uh, fake people, simulations, propaganda even though those things seem very mainstream to us, we are in the the strange version of that. <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah, World War II was full of propaganda, sure. But we also believe that maybe the numbers in the Holocaust were not correct or, you know, other things like that. So that's like in the realm of the strange. It's like crosses a line for some people. Um, and for me, it was like these hauntings. And I'm sorry, but it really was, like, experiences that I would consider supernatural. I mean, it was not something that was a hallucination. Um, and I, we don't need to go into the details of that, although I'm sure everyone loves a good ghost story once in a while. <laughs> um, All
1: right, we should do, like, just one ghost <laughs> story. <laughs> the Clues Chron- Chronicle Ghost Stories Edition. I mean, <laughs> why not everyone's got them. And we, you know when I talk with people, everyone has something, either an, you know, an alien or a UFO story or a ghost story or, or something, you know, something weird in the woods story they they like to share. But I notice, I noticed on conspiracy websites places you can post and things that if you relay a personal experience, there's a lot of backlash. People don't, even if it's conspiracy theory oriented, like when I talked about the shooting I was at at the casino, people are like, Oh, you're lying. They didn't, they didn't want to hear my personal anecdote, but we can post yeah. other people's anecdotes, but not our own, which always seemed kind of strange to me. But I think this is, like that times a hundred.
0: Cause it's oh. the weird of the weird. You wow. Know? You totally nailed something. I've noticed this on Reddit too, since I've been posting more on Reddit it, as just my, myself, not any sort of political stance like Hoy Palloy was, which was my handle previously. It, it was always the case ever since I joined there that, the third-party, third-hand stories were like, oh, we can all critically examine this, you know, from afar. But if you're posting it, it's not okay. It must have something to to do with people's need for attention. And so if you are posting an interesting story, the default response is like, you are just telling this for attention. You are just a writer. You could be lying, you know, Um, whereas if it's been published in a magazine or if you're even just telling a story like, well, I don't know, but this is what someone told me, then it's less like you are demanding truth or, 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 no, demanding trust. You're simply almost like polling the audience. That's almost like how people take it.
1: Mm -hmm. But we're going to automatically trust, you know, a third-party story. We don't even know who wrote it. We don't know, you know, there's no vetting. Process zero vetting, but we just take these news stories at face value.
0: Yeah. In fact, maybe that's partially why it's the case um, that people don't like firsthand stories because they don't know how to deal with someone telling them something that they doubt or they have questions about. It's like we don't invite people to just say, Hey, if you have a question, you can ask it in a nice way, and I'll do my best. Uh, to answer it. In some of these Reddit, these subreddit communities, there is a culture of moderate politeness so that even if you doubt the story, you can say, well, what about this? You know, or I'm sure that was bad for you or I'm sure that was interesting for you, but what about this? And oftentimes the OP or original poster will respond well. And it seems even though a liar or a psychopath could just keep going with something and make it crazier and crazier and just, you know, Oh good. They're giving me trust. I'll I'll embellish the story. That's also what in text form, a genuine person resembles. So it's, um, it's a really interesting opportunity um, on some of these forums to talk about these things, even though, as you say, the default is no that let's let's slander this. This is, this cannot be real. I can't accept this. I don't want to accept this as real. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And there's ways to, I guess, like what the police do, right? They keep asking you the same thing uh, or the same question a couple different ways. And if your version of the events change, then you're lying. I mean, there's a way you can vet people to see if they're telling the truth or not.
0: And... Yeah, there's definitely ways of catching people in lies, but there's no, there's no way to prove a truth over the, over the internet, but you can like prove a lie. So unfortunately what, what ends up happening is the thing that remains standing as the standard for the truth is simply something that hasn't been like attacked enough. So I guess what I'm getting at is we don't really have good criteria in our culture, even, even online with all this exposure to um, media and fact checking of leaving something in a place where we just say, I don't know. We're, we're only good at saying, well, this is, this is BS or this is maybe BS. We don't really have a place of saying, Oh, well, this is definitely, this is definitely, you know, confirmed reality. True. Like it, In fact, maybe we've never had that as a species. I don't know.
1: I like what you said. You can't prove a truth. I mean, that just, when I realized that several years ago, it kind of like, boom, it opened my eyes to this whole conspiracy theory thing. It's like the amount of liars out there in the media and the government. I mean, you know, I'm not saying why people lie. I can't assume that, but I know there are lies for so many different reasons.
0: Mm.
1: but just to know that you can't prove a truth it's like put on those glasses when you watch the evening news like you know can this be proven to be false and I think that's the media or whoever is I don't know I don't want to sound like that but if you keep that in mind you can not sound like what you know like I'm going off the deep end (laughs)
0: like you're talking about stuff that's too strange for the mainstream
1: why? Because honestly, you can't assume everything's a lie either. That, that'll that just drive you crazy.
0: Right. But you make a good point that if you ask yourself, can this be proven to be untrue? The answer is inevitably yes to anything that the news is telling you. Literally, the answer is yes to anything the news is telling you. Yes, you can prove it is a lie. You can. But can you prove it as a truth? And almost inevitably, the answer is always no. So, as you say, you just have to pick and choose what you find trustworthy and what you don't. And it seems that is the crux of this question of when did you become aware of the difference between what you think is truly strange but real versus what the mainstream accepts as strange but true facts or believe it or not or, you know, whatever it is we use to, to talk about the oddities in life in the mainstream. For me, it was this point where I, I experienced something that I would consider supernatural, and I was made fun of it by my own family and friends, you know, closest, my, my own mother and, and uh, others who I respect. And it's like that moment <laughs> where you become aware maybe that you can hold an opinion and and respect it without having cognitive dissonance, even though it changes the nature of your relationship to people around you, people whom you love and care about and who love and care about you. So did you have a moment like that? Or were you like one of more, one of those people that, you know, you're born like this brilliant, like, Oh, I always knew that this stuff was weird or I always have a little, you know, everyone has their own opinion. And so it's okay. Or did you have a awakening up, a, um, you know, a wokeness suddenly hitting you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was gradual. I always liked the the strange anyway. Life felt pretty boring, and then it's like in the nineteen seventies they had these really cool big. They had a Bigfoot movie about Bigfoot, and I wanted to go see that in the theater because it seemed exciting and new. I was like, hey, if this is real, why aren't people acting on it? What's going on? How come they're ignoring it?
0: Interesting. Because I do know some people who are acting on that right now, that very topic. Um, which is a whole other <laughs> a whole other story. Uh but but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like and and what did you what did you come up with for an answer for yourself? Why they why no, nobody's acting on it in your, you know, in your estimation.
1: Well, I put that on a shelf because the new UFO movie was coming out. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. I think I'll go see that. And again, I had the same thought. Well, if this is really true, like the movie says, and why would the movie lie? Then why, are, why aren't people acting on it? You know, the big hubcap UFO looking things that were floating around in the sky.
0: Where, well, I'm not familiar with those, but I mean, I've seen. I guess I'd say they're kind of like discish, like they're like a disc. Is that kind of it? What yeah, you're
1: about? discish kind. There's a bunch of different kinds, discish, and then yeah, because that would be like a hubcap right type thing. So the guy, he's like, I'm driving in my 1950 vehicle with my reel-to-reel camera in my trunk. I spot a UFO. I have to stop my car, put my stand up, you know, spend five minutes reeling the raw film in my reel to reel. And then I get a really nice picture of the UFO. And I thought, well, we have faster cameras today and we still can't find a UFO. How did this guy with this, you know, complicated machinery, it was able to get several pictures.
0: Interesting. Okay. So where did you go from there?
1: I didn't think it was fake yet. Because it was in the movies, and the movies is real, right? If it said it's real in the movies, and then a few other weird things happen, and I kept thinking, "Is this real?" And I tried to talk to people about it, and they weren't interested. They, you know, I don't think anything was strange about it. And then I, I was thinking, well, why don't people like to talk? It was in the th- <laughs> it was in the movie. Why don't people want to talk to me about this?
0: I get it. So to be clear, it's almost like the sanctioned strange which is like oh this like perfect strange hubcap looking ufo which okay to our estimation that may be fake i mean it's very likely to be fake and yet no one seems to want to discuss the fact that this movie exists and is outright talking about something that's bullshit right that is that the disinterest that you're talking about
1: exactly so then I was like, okay, there are things you can discuss, but then things you can't discuss. So my fascination for the weird just kind of grew from that. Oh, there's this whole area of people. And it's more interesting than the nightly news, which is so sad and people are dying or, you know, all these stories they want to tell you that just make you feel like crap. I was way more interested in, you know, the strange kind of stories and probably encouraged by the lack of anyone else wanting to discuss them with me.
0: I was in a similar situation where I was looking at the sensational UFO things, and that got me very interested, especially in in college, I think, when people were listening to Coast to Coast AM, which discusses all sorts of paranormal stuff. And it's such a mixed bag that... Uh, People um, that the hosts would interview that I just didn't trust, and I thought were full of crap, and were peddling just products or books or whatever. That I wanted to throw out the whole thing. When I did that, I realized that I couldn't because there were a couple things, like let's say two out of a hundred, that I'm like, oh wait, this sounds like a legit person. Didn't raise my red flags. Only raised my, you know, my antenna my antenna went up like, oh, you're talking about an experience of dying and coming back from the dead. And this is what you recount and, and you sound completely honest and you sound like you don't believe in anything else crazy or what the mainstream considers strange. Or uh, uh, that's a that's just one example or a couple other examples of odd things where I'm like, this person, I can't throw them out, even though I know they're surrounded by people that I'm happy to throw out. That is the, the, the turning point for me. When I realized that identifying and trying to reconfirm the existence of the difference between the truly strange and the huge amount of jokey, um, you know, let's make fun of ourselves and and let's make fun of each other kind of strange, which is the mainstream form of it, that I can identify and reconfirm the existence of this difference and finding that once I did that, there were other people on this path too, like saying, Oh yeah, that's bullshit, but this is real. And, and kept fine. And I kept finding that over and over before it frustrated me. Um, I was, I was content to throw it all away because I was like, no, you shouldn't have to do this as a human being. You shouldn't have to sort it all out like that, that it's not that complex. It's just everyone's hallucinating, and, you know, there is no extra special weirdness to reality. We're just, we're just a Cartesian model, a physical model that's, that's accidentally become self-aware, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but now I can't do that, um, and I think that I've found that I do find some paranormal and metaphysical stories to be real including ufos including ufo experiences i've had and a lot of weird stuff that i i just can't dismiss as either the mainstream form of the strangeness like i'm not going to like jump on board and say oh yeah this is part of the phenomenon of this in ufology but i'm also not going to dismiss it the other way which is saying well my experiences probably don't exist you know not legitimate experiences.
1: You have to balance it. Yeah. You know, I went to a UFO conference when I was closing the book on my UFO experience I was like um it's not like the the UFO community I felt was really doing disservice to actual events that people had told me about or you know like you said my own experience and other people's experiences And that, it seemed like a big scam to me. So I was closing the book on that. And I just thought, I'm just going to go to this UFO conference and see what they have to offer. And the whole thing was, felt like a big sham. I mean, there might've been some, Mm. like maybe the attendees felt authentic, but most of the presenters I felt were inauthentic.
0: Maybe it is an important segue because it kind of tells us where you and I landed on this journey to the Clues Chronicle. And how we got here in in determining just why the people who get the most attention in in the world of the strange tend to be these people who kind of go goose step with the mainstream version of the strange. Why is it? Why is that? Why is it that, you know, the authentic experiences and the authentic people that we meet um, can never cross this border and remain authentic? Like, what, what is it about the, the getting attention and publicity uh, barrier that causes people to, like, become sociopaths or lose their ability to, to retain that sense of truth? Is it, is it an addiction to attention? Is it uh, an addiction to the story that they've told themselves about their experience and they no longer want to believe that they had doubts? You know, what is it that causes this to happen?
1: Right. Well, could it be that the person supporting the mainstream and goose step with the mainstream is not authentic in the first place?
0: Yes, it could be. It could be that it's kind of a virus and that when you go to that room with them and they're sitting there sharing their power, the power of celebrity and attention, even if it's minor, and they kind of give you the culture, you've caught it. And then all of a sudden, you become less interested in the truth and you become more interested in the room you're in with this person who has power.
1: Mm -hmm. Because that's where all the attention is, right? And if you want to get attention, maybe you have to be like them.
0: (laughs) And maybe these people who are in that room with you are very convincing because they tell you things that you believe now, and they say, oh, I used to be there. I remember when I was like you, naive, less power, less attention. You know, they won't use those words, but they'll say something like, perhaps, ah, yes, the people don't want the truth. I tried giving it to them, but really what they want is a, a community. They're not interested in the details. So I'm doing the people a service by presenting a a, a skewed version, but a skewed but useful fiction that tells the truth, you know? It starts like that, the the road to just total lying psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's almost like, buddy up with me, you're in this crowd now, the the little people they don't understand. They don't understand you. They never will. You will never get the proper attention on your on your uh, truth that you found. I believe you, but in order in order for you to uh, s- succeed, you have to play the game so that your truth gets the respect it deserves. You know, so it, kind of injuring their ego and then repairing their ego. And then the, and I think in that way, it kind of makes people who start out with good intentions in any of these things, ghost hunters or uh, UFO chasers or other paranormal f- philosophers. Right.
1: Uh, Big finders. I mean, you yeah, name
0: it. Yeah. It, it's like it starts out innocently enough, but then there are these people everywhere. These, um, I don't know what you would call them. They're opinion leaders in a way. Uh Ooh.
1: Yeah. Opinion leaders. That's
0: actually... That's like a media term.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a perfect way to explain it in any of these groups. They they lead the opinion on their subject.
0: So for me, I landed on a lot of this stuff is real. A lot of the stuff is corrupted by opinion leaders that are not in it for good reasons. There's occasionally an opinion leader who retains a healthy amount of don't trust me and don't trust them and don't trust anything and just research for yourself. But now there's this interesting phenomenon where there's plenty of uh, the unhealthy opinion leaders who are just in there in it for attention, who borrow that language and say those words and they don't mean them. What they mean is, I'm giving you the knowledge of don't trust anyone. You know, it's not the same as no, literally fucking don't trust anyone. It's Mm -hmm. different, but, but their version is like, they're there. I understand you. No one else understands you except me a little bit. And I'm willing to get to know you more, you know, if you're willing to stroke my ego. Um, so it, it there's it's such a bizarre uh, phenomenon. But where I landed was, yeah, like some of it is real. Some of it is very, very real. I, I dismissed it for a while after like you kind of closing the book as it were on the UFO chapter. And I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, you and I found some similar issues. Like there's that guy who supposedly went down to an underground base under the Denver airport, right? And then had an encounter and lost his thumb and someone was blasted in the chest with like a alien ray or something. But there were like two iterations of the guy. There was like the version of that guy that happened in, I don't know, like the seventies and then there was another or or the eighties and then another version that happened in the nineties. And it was like, and it was like two different pictures, two different guys, same story, same name, It's almost like they just, on the internet, overlaps the one with the other. And you can come up with all sorts of opinions about why that is, but it just shows um, how weird trying to get to the bottom of anything real in in this stuff is.
1: Right? Trying to get to the bottom, and that's all I was doing. You know, I thought I had to find the bigger group, I thought the knowledge, was it in these, you know, these leaders of these groups? I thought they had it because they're the leader, right? Wouldn't they have the ultimate knowledge?
0: Yeah, everyone's swarming around them and buying their books and um, talking about them. So they probably have the most information. That's That's the assumption that we make.
1: Exactly. But then I realized that's not where the knowledge is. The knowledge is in interpersonal relationships and stories. So that's where I place all my, well, the majority of my value about truth now, asking people, tell me about, you know, tell me about that ghost story you heard or tell me about your UFO story. It's like, now that's what I collect. I collect stories from people that I know who, who have, to me, way more to offer than the big dude on the internet or the guy, you know, that's ahead head of MUFON International,
0: right calling themselves the the real life x-files and other silly marketing things yeah
1: yeah yeah and you will find them when people are telling their own story oh it's so cool really it just that's one of the coolest things when someone's like i hear a new a new version you know a new story about the ufo or a bigfoot story or just from their mouth it's the coolest thing ever and you just like you get a whole new perspective and they're not part of these big groups it's just this little tiny story of their personal experience they've been holding on to but no one ever asked them about it before
0: yeah and that i'm trying to relate to this how it gets to chronicle because i know it does but it, it's weird because but because talking about it, it it it's i mean i'm i'm genuinely in this within this conversation with you right now i don't i don't have a way to get From point A to point B, but just walking you in that direction, like there it is. There's Clues Chronicle off in the distance. Let's go that direction. Let's simulate where I was back in 2005 and walk over to um, the start of Clues Chronicle in 2015. Then you know I know that this was the path I was on, and I know that it had to do with this topic. I'm trying to understand why why this show became important to me and why it it was such a part of my identity to be like, yeah, we're going to form a political movement. We're going to expose the fakery. We're going to, you know, reform government from within by, you know, befriending the politicians that are good and getting all those bad politicians to leave, you know, <laughs> like, I guess while, while I had one foot in the total, grounded understanding that yeah the 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 salt of the earth people that's where the real stuff is my other foot was in this like illusion of the mainstream concept of how government works and 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 how people work actually and i think that how how people really work this is this is just what i've gathered after like you just gathering stories from people showing curiosity, not not like immediately poo pooing people and shoving them into one box or another. You know, after after I got over that, more I'm probably still in that too much, but but I tried tried I'm trying to get out of that. What I found is that the largest demographic of people for whom the strange has overlap is where you'll find groups. So what I mean is like. It's not that people just bond over. Well, I'm a Republican and you're a v- Republican, so we're the same. It's what the that word Republican means to the concept of the strange. So, like a Republican believes the strange thing, for example, that uh, just as j- just a really bad example. I have Republican friends who would completely disagree. Um, um, Abortion is an offense to God. Okay. So that's like the, um, that's the opinion. It's, it's strange because it's just, it's a, it's a discussion of something that is supernatural. It's a hot button, weird thing that can't be proven one way or the other. It can only be, um, you know, asserted or, the opposite can be asserted by someone else, and so it's not necessarily that they um they all agree to that, but like in the group, that strange opinion is accepted on a level that is not accepted in you know uh, the Democrats, for example. so what I'm saying is that it seems to me that what I've found is how people work is actually they group up, they bunch up in um like kind of like these uns- unspoken tribes in a way um and s- partially spoken tribes you know some of them have names republican democrat independent whatever um goth nerd jock but it's like the true meaning of those things is 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 very weird it's very weird, and we don't want to discuss those weird little nuanced things that you and I go and investigate on a one-on-one basis with people. You know, most people don't go around asking a bunch of people, what is your opinion of uh, 9-11, you know, and, and getting so many different opinions on it and just validating people, validating all these different opinions. Most people, they're like, I have my opinion, and I want to convince you of mine and that's it like there's no <laughs> there's no listening there's no like taking in the information and and trying to accommodate wow this is how people work but i think that's how people work actually and so maybe what we did what you and i did was we discovered that we could sympathize with a lot of different demographics a lot of different bunching ups of people instead of making a stance and being like, this is where I belong, this is my gang, and and I'm going to attack anyone who attacks my gang, you know, we're more like um, investigators that are passively interested <laughs> in kind of how this all works.
1: That makes total sense to me. That guess, yeah, I'm totally a sympathizer. I want to, before I make a firm judgment, I got to know all the facts and I'm willing to change my judgment if I have to, but like you were saying, a lot of people are not changing their No, this is how I feel and this is what the truth is. And that's all there is about it.
0: Yeah. That's so alien to me. I I, I don't understand that anymore. It, and I try to, you know, and I just said like, Oh, I understand. I can sympathize with these people. But the one thing I'm trying to understand is how, The people who say this is the one opinion that there is, this is the one reality that there is, how they can hold on to that. Whereas I've just talked to someone else who has the opposite opinion. And and if I say, well, this person has this opinion, they'll be like, no, well, they're wrong. You know, don't talk to them.
1: (laughs) They're wrong. So is that what led you to want to do the clues chronicles different way to investigate or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it may the trolling, the most troll aspect of me in this whole hoi polloi persona is that I wanted to, in those, in the face of those people that were like, my opinion is the only thing that matters and you all don't matter. I wanted to be like, in your face, here's something that you can't really deny because there's like 90% of the people disagree with you, right? That that kind of attitude, the kind of like you have to accept, you have to be as accepting of people as I am, that kind of troll. Um, I didn't realize that I was in strange bedfellows (laughs) with people who didn't necessarily want to troll for that reason they wanted to troll because they genuinely are white supremacists mm. and they wanted to prove that whatever truth existed because you know this this belief that they have that white society created uh, the pinnacle of human civilization and is still in the process of becoming the best example of humanity or something weird like that. So, you know, that kind of thing I didn't recognize. I I thought, Oh, we're all trolling for the same reason. We're all interested in gaining recognition for our fellow humans, you know, but uh, I, I thought the only people that we had to be suspicious of were those that we were, that we were both suspicious of. Um, racists sexists um whatever um thing that i don't agree with and me were both suspicious of the shill who comes on and appears on the forum and says well you guys are full of shit and you should be put in straight jackets (laughs) or you know um just whatever anything to um you know dismiss us that's that's what i thought oh that's the enemy see we're, we're all united we all understand that's the enemy and those are the bad guys and we're the good guys the good guys are the ones that say no let's leave room for our opinion and you know but that's not actually what was happening it took me a long time to realize that but anyway that's i think that's why i started in it so there was that aspect of me the trolling aspect and then there was the magnanimous aspect that was just like people want to know this information they ask this question genuinely, I go forth where no one else went, I get a Freedom of Information Act that no one else asked for, a FOIA request or whatever, because there's a demand for it, because people are asking this question. And so, I'm going to find out for them. And I say, hey, this is what I found out. And to my surprise, they didn't want that answer. They didn't like that answer. They didn't want to know. They were just asking rhetorically. (laughs) They, you know, very few people were asking the question for what I assumed was the reason they were asking. I, I I'm for whatever reason, it took me a long time to realize, like, yeah, no. A lot of people they they're just asking because they want to say, you you're wasting your time. I've already got my opinion. I didn't recognize some of the questions were rhetorical in that way. Like I perhaps naively dove into you know where did the plane registration numbers come from? where did they go um,
1: What plane registration number
0: for like nine eleven the the supposedly four hijacked planes and stuff
1: So you did a FOIA request for the hijacked planes from nine eleven for, for
0: the for the manifests yeah, uh, yeah the man- fl- yes, the flight manifests, which um would have to exist. You know, but this was much later, much later. You did that and you got it? No, see, they couldn't find it. They they couldn't find any passenger manifests, um, which is, uh, or flight manifests. They just didn't seem to exist in their records, which is a big...
1: (laughs) That's illegal. Did you know that's illegal?
0: Yes. If that were actually brought to light in a proper court... Proper, assuming that there is a proper court, and there isn't just you know a white supremacist racist court run by you know crazy people, in the then um, under like naval law or some shit, <laughs> um, you know, assuming there was some real justice system that actually existed that um, resembled what the fantasy version is that we see in like you know heroic lawyer movies or whatever, you know, if that if that actually existed, then. Um, yeah, like United Airlines, American Airlines, they would be out of business because these manifests have vanished. It's like they didn't exist. And yet there's stories about them existing and different departments claiming them um, and like really bizarre uh, what looks like hastily typed up almost like transcript versions of the manifests rather than actual photocopies um, that's like the, the closest I've seen to a legal document of that. But anyway, getting ahead of myself.
1: Well, no, that was important just to catch the audience up on your efforts there To You'd call it trolling, but maybe challenging. I'm thinking you were challenging people's beliefs. You weren't, I mean, trolling, you weren't trying to, you know, harm them. You were trying to enlighten them
0: mm. and, you know, I I thought I was using the language. Yeah, I, I thought I was using the because I felt trolled by the mainstream, and I thought, oh, well, deep down, they care about everyone like I do. So they're doing this trolling, sarcastic, rhetorical language because that is their love language. That is their language of communication. So I can adopt that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in adopting that, um, I, I I didn't realize that to them that what they saw and their From their perspective was me like physically picking up a machete and waving it at them. Like that's what they saw instead of in my mind, what I was doing was going, look at this amazing tool we have. This is incredible power we can all share together for good, you know, and they're seeing me like yammering and waving a machete. So they're scared that I'm talking about something that is like, what is this guy on about? Like. Uh, there's no proof of these airplanes having taken off. Like I don't understand. The, going back to the um, like when I first saw September Clues, it was a weird thing that happened, like a kind of a strange visionary thing. Where I woke up seeing the Hazar Khanai video from my dream, and seeing it as, as like the Matrix, like the movie that where the plane disappears into the building like it does in the the so-called amateur shot of the second plane impact. And it, it, it's like literally something was telling me in not a voice or not in words, <laughs> although maybe I could interpret them as that, something is very wrong about this. You know, that's the feeling I got. This is not right. And so I started looking into the airplane path discrepancies where there were people showing YouTube videos of that. And it took me a while, but I think in meeting Simon online, I had the sense that he was like me, like he like he just has this fondness for people. And I think he really does on some level, very similar to me. He identifies with people, he just wants to be friends with everybody. We might not know how to do that. <laughs> we, we both might be pretty clumsy about it, actually, at times. Uh, but we we both want to find out why people are saying this other thing when we could be saying something that's more universal or more inviting to everyone, uplifting in a way. So I think that's what attracted me to him. Like, it's not just the, the facts. The facts were very interesting. I mean, there's very interesting facts about oil fields that I don't really care about.
1: <laughs> um,
0: mm-hmm. But he was making interesting points about how the news had been faked and it was played so cool, so suavely with the music that he made because he's a musician, a very talented musician. And, and the, the, like effortless way you could watch this and just go into this understanding that oh this is all a simulation. I get it. I think that attracted me. I- I'm trying to understand why Simon and not, uh, you know, nine eleven octopus BS registration Killtown. All the early people at nine eleven movement because they were of-
1: negative. They were they were oh, they were horrific. It's like with loose change, the entire world is lying to you. You know, everybody, this and that, and the government. It's like George Bush, Saudis. But with Simon, it was about, hey, look at this thing here. This doesn't make sense, but now it does if you look at it this way.
0: Mm, Yeah, you're right. It's almost like September Clues didn't try to make that mainstream stance where like I'm going to stand, this is my left foot and this is my right foot, and I'm going to cross my arms and this is how it is. I'm going to tell you everything. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just questioning the source of a speaker. And the speaker was the news that was pretending to be five different stations, you know, or more and the BBC, but it was actually one source. And so all it was saying was like, Hey, look, this is very strange. This is somebody claiming to be five voices, but it's like a single voice. And there's a lot of other points in there like that. Yeah, so it's not, it wasn't about forming a theory, in fact. It was about just, let's re-examine evidence. Let's, let's re-examine what's being presented here.
1: Yeah, and you don't hate your government. You don't have to hate anyone to believe what Simon was proposing. That's what I really liked about it.
0: Yeah, me too. And and it goes back to those people that you found in the UFO community that were like, the people with the real story were just, this is this opinion I have. This is just this question I have. I don't know. It's not a, a major opinion leader saying this is what happened. I think everyone kind of Chastises him for this, and he himself is always like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have, you know, put that missile in. But I should have removed the missile thing. At the time, I just was trying to incorporate everything that was, you know, questioning in a certain direction. and And I respect him for saying that. You know, he he'd do it different if he were to do it today. But it's also interesting that after Simon, there were a lot of copycats that kind of tried to make his stuff look the same as theirs, but their stuff didn't have the same humanitarian feel quality it was like ace baker and
1: <laughs> ace baker kind of looks like simon you know like mm-hmm. a- yeah
0: like a kind of a mu- musician guy curly hair can't tell if ace baker is wearing a wig it doesn't matter um just it, it it's a very it, it was it was creepy and then it was
1: very creepy
0: and judy wood who is talking about strange things. And I think Judy Wood is interesting because the Judy Wood character would hook in people who are interested in UFOs and alternative technologies. And it's like they knew that there was a certain demographic. And,
1: yeah.
0: and the reason that you and I may have escaped that hook is besides the fact that Judy Wood looks totally weird and seems to be played by an actress it's like hard to tell what's going on with her um she seems to be like a constant live action role-playing character as fakeologist would put it now constantly larping character which to me is a spy um but it's because you and I were like, "Oh yeah, we put our toes in the UFO thing. That's interesting, but it's really it's, you know it's controlled by really nefarious people that are not there for the right reasons." So, the marketing version of the nine eleven truth movement was, "Oh, we need to get we need to scoop in the UFO people. So let's get the Judy Wood Directed Energy. Uh, you know, we need to scoop in the um you know the Bush family did it kind of people." So we'll we'll get in those like people, all the, the Democrats, the leftists who hate the Republicans and they want to blame, you know, the Republicans on, you know, this or and then the uh the anti-Israelis. So we get all these uh Israeli American dual citizens and stuff and print a pamphlet just of those guys, ignoring all the others <laughs> that were involved. Um, and you know, just it's like they just scooped up demographics and we're like, oh, Simon made us notice that there's you know there are people who care but we're gonna assume that most of them only care so far they only care to the size of their gang or whatever and it seems they were right it seems they were right most people were like well yeah ultimately it was directed energy weapons and i'm done looking into it
1: directed energy from where (laughs) Uh,
0: from the from the international space station which is of course a secret nasa ufo research station or some shit you know whatever I, I, that's that's a straw man because I don't actually I don't think that was one of their arguments but the point is that they successfully had people just stop just give up just say oh that's as far as I want to look into it done and that is how people work I don't know if they knew that before it seems like they're constantly learning just as we're constantly learning about it but it seems that there was a genuine response to Simon's stuff like Oh, Simon pointed out that yeah there's are there are some people who care but but the government's response was okay we're going to we're going to find what they care about and present more interesting lures about that like yes yeah, 9/11 but ooh UFO stuff oh 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 let's go there let's go there instead and that and that's that's all they needed to do because for 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 whatever reason 9/11 was an important thing for them to to get to just pass through, I think because of the Patriot Act and some other anti American mo- nonsense. But mm-hmm.
1: that was crazy time, man. Crazy. The media. It was a full full blitz, man. The onslaught. The news was never ending. Every station constantly talking about it. If you were watching the media, you you didn't escape it. You didn't escape the trauma that they, the media put on you and the government. It was crazy bad.
0: They do it now with the moon landing. I don't know if you've noticed that we've been inundated with uh, moon landing stuff now.
1: Moon landing. What?
0: The what? anniversary? Like a? You really? You haven't? Okay. So here's the thing that's been going on in my cyber pocket, which I've been put in by you know the powers that be (laughs) ads constantly on YouTube saying, you know, 50 years ago, we landed on the moon. That's it. It's like, that's the message. They don't care if you watch the rest of it. They just need you to know 50 years ago, we landed on the moon. And then again, on Google, you just go to Google to do a search. 50 years ago, we landed on the moon. There's a cute little animation about it. You can watch, you know. (laughs) That's why
1: Google had the moon thing. I didn't even click on it to see. Fifty years ago, we landed on the moon.
0: That's the that's the thing. That's the message. You know, the rest of it is just dressing. You know, because if you they don't want you to think too hard about it, because they know that everyone's imagination will fill in the rest. All you have to do to to convince people of a lie is repeat it over and over and over and over, just over and 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 over. And and then if that's all you do, the people who are finally convinced first will start being on your side of that lie and arguing for you. And they will make the nuanced arguments. All you have to do is make that one lie. 50 years ago, we landed on the moon. And then the opinion leaders that we were talking about earlier will show up and be like, Ah, oh, yes, and here's all the reasons that couldn't possibly have been faked. you know. And drown out the discussion so that if you actually wanted to talk to that person that's running around with a megaphone going 50 years ago, we landed on the moon. That's what that's all you're going to get is just a megaphone in the face. And it's like, Oh, come along, sir. You're, you're disturbing the megaphone.
1: Yes. That's a taboo discussion, by the way, in our society. 50 years ago, we didn't land on the moon.
0: what, what, 50 years ago we had a real problem with rocketry and things were exploding on the tarmac what yeah that's okay that's okay that's okay but we didn't get to the moon what that's not okay
1: no don't you dare we had guests um over and for the last three days at my house and first thing they wanted to do boeing museum of flight let's go let's go baby they have a full lunar lander there. Are you telling me that's not real? Come on. They have they have artifacts. They have tangible things you can touch. I touched a spacesuit. It's right there. Touch the spacesuit. How can you tell me that's not true?
0: Well, I can also go to Disneyland and like meet Captain Hook. So I don't know. Like.
1: <laughs> right. I gotta blow up Santa Claus on my lawn during wintertime.
0: Museums are just like Disneyland for adults It's like, let's walk through the story That you already know and love And here's the little bits and pieces That confirm the story Look, don't touch that That's a real, genuine, artificial caveman (laughs) Real, genuine
1: art. Right? Don't touch the genuine, real, artificial Dinosaur statue
0: Yes, the dinosaur bones Amazing Dinosaur bones, but that's but now we're getting into the strange, aren't we?
1: Strange. So it seems to me like <laughs> you and I like the strange, that kind of attr- we're attracted. We're Maybe it's this, right? You and I, we're okay with having our beliefs challenged. It fe- I mean, for me, it's ah. like tickling my brain. It feels good. I like that.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Yes.
1: But a lot of people don't like their brain to be tickled.
0: Yeah, you know what though? <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I have a story that might be fitting to this, okay? On Reddit, there's a bunch of people who are like, "No, that's bullshit. No, that's bullshit. No, that's bullshit." You can follow people on Reddit. You can actually click on their name and see everything they've posted. So, it's free investigation. Interesting. I'm going to do that. That's cool. If someone says something extremely rude to me, I might not respond. I might not even downvote their comments, not even bother to do that. I might just click on their name and read everything they've posted and go, ah, this is the kind of person there is. And there is a kind of person who was tickled by their family because they have someone in their family who was a trickster, let's say. Someone who enjoyed getting their kicks out of non-consensual brain tickling. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's not a, so that traumatizes and triggers people. Mm -hmm. If you're like, Hey, think about this. And they're like, Oh red. And you're like, but there's green right over here. They're like, Oh no, no, I'm feeling triggered. I I, I wanted to look at the red and now you're showing me green. That's fucking me up. I, I can't do that. But I'm the more person that's like, really? Oh, do you have purple too? Really? Do you have blue? <laughs> That's cool, right? <laughs> but other people are like, "No, please, I, I, I hate getting dragged into a topic, and now you're telling me that that I can't hold on to that. You mean I can't hold that and use that as assurance of something that I just have to consider it an unknown? I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of person, and I think maybe yeah, we're we're not that person we're we're, like you say we enjoy it it's like oh that's interesting i didn't know that and then when we encounter someone (laughs) who can't possibly consider what we've considered and even belittle us for considering it you know we get curious about that like why is it that you think that i can't think that right why are you getting upset why is this a bad thing
1: yeah to mention problems with the dinosaur bones, I've got a twelve-point argument. It's going to blow your socks off. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't wait. They don't even want to entertain it.
0: I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear it. I'm super into this dinosaur thing now. I, I think it's one of the most convincing silly hoaxes, partially because you know people will say, "Oh, UFOs go back hundreds of years," and you know, you know, other religious things, or but but dinosaurs. That's just like, that's like a hundred years ago. It's not even really that old. No. It's it's really not. It's a newer hoax. And so you can watch it as it changes from like genuine um, digging and curiosity and science and how it's steered into, you know, like this elite money-making club.
1: That is right and maybe that's why it was easy to get to the bottom of it. Once you just started going back and back and back and back, they're like, because, like you said, UFOs. There's, yeah, <laughs> I, mean,
0: the, I mean, UFOs started, let's say, in the '50s, majorly. But it's dinosaurs are different. They don't go back and say, "Well, these people discovered a dinosaur way back then." You know, like they just say, "No, we really, we pretty much only really figured it out." At this point, so it, it's like an admittance that that is the time that the stories started, and it yeah, also seems very 18- American,
1: British, European. Yeah, British. The first forty, fifty years of dinosaur hunting, they were all found in Britain. All the be all the first ones were all there, and uh, they found them while they were mining in the quarries and on the seas, the seashores and stuff. Then they found them elsewhere. You wouldn't, wouldn't you think like native Americans would have found dinosaurs or Chinese or in Africa? No, nope. British found them first.
0: Look, I, I hate those words, but it's like, there's definitely an anglophilic, uh, aspect to a lot of these hoaxes. It's like, they're really, really proud. This certain empire, um, that kind of spread into the middle East with Israel and America and a bit of Australia and all that. I mean that it's like that's their, that's their war skill is they come up with weird bullshit that everyone believes. Like we can like launch a rocket, you know, to Venus or whatever.
1: And for if, For the people listening, if you have not listened to our previous podcasts, or you're not a member of Clues Forum and have not read that, we have really dang good reasons for making these judgments on these things. I mean, there's such convincing arguments to be had if we had the time to do it. We're not going through that right now because that's not what this podcast is about. But don't you think, Hoy, the arguments would put any professor to shame? That we've built up over the years,
0: honest professors, yes. But unfortunately, there's, I'm we're finding, I think, <laughs> um, there's plenty of professors who don't treat their job as honestly as we'd like. You know, maybe they're more like the these creepy opinion leader types.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's ego. You know, they're not their knowledge was hard won. They're not going to give it up anytime soon. But, I mean, if you just wanted a a logic arg- argument, we would win. And, you know, if we put our opinions side by side and you wrote them down, why I think dinosaurs exist and or why I think they don't exist, I mean, boom. I've blown you away, man. You, you couldn't argue with what I had except to get upset and maybe leave the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that the most typical response of the person who isn't interested in let's say the spectrum of opinion that we have uh, adopted as like a possibility, their response most often in my experience is an appeal to authority. Well, I don't know why you sound correct to me, but I, I cannot allow myself to consider that because I have to go back to my base of the opinion leader who tells me that that's crazy. You know, like, I, I I, don't trust my own brain to process the opinion that you have. I have to go ask this other person. And it's strange how that keeps showing up in university settings. Like when we've been talking about very simple things with Tycho, a lot of people who are into astronomy, they'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. There's binary stars everywhere. Cool. Great. But there's a certain faction in active astronomy, not just, you know, sitting in a chair talking about pop science, like a Neil deGrasse Tyson or Michio Kaku or whatever, but like they will look at stars but they will say, oh, but that is, t- I have to go talk to my NASA friends because they, that, I don't know. I, I can't. It's like, they they'll even go so far as to insult you. Like, you can't possibly be intelligent and hold that opinion, even though you yourself just made, like, a point that they cannot refute <laughs> themselves. And, yeah, just like you said, like, they uh they shut down,
1: we experienced that at the astronomy conference with Tychos when Simon was um selling his book. how the one guy kept coming back, yeah,, well, what about the moon flight? Yeah,, well, what about this? yeah it's like you wanted to argue, we're like, I don't know, it's just look at the geometry of Tychos, look how obvious it is, check it in the sky for yourself, it all works,
0: yeah, and to be clear audience when Kay is making that voice she can't show you how this guy was behaving which was like running past the table shouting things or like you know it it, it wasn't just Kay doing a mischaracterization of a voice like this person was very immature like they were not acting um, like someone who can handle like an alternative opinion would, would act and there was too many of those among those adults. Um, I'm I'm trying not to blame Minnesota. I, I love Minnesota. You know, there is a lot of passive aggression and immature behavior there. Um, but it, it
1: was a nationwide conference. I mean, it was we, a
0: national you, convention. Yes, yeah,
1: national convention. That's how we say it.
0: Yes. But uh, as a Minnesotan, I feel maybe it's my obligation to sometimes take responsibility for things that aren't my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that happened, guys.
1: (laughs) I apologize for all Minnesotans. (laughs) No, it's crazy, but we blew their mind. Maybe there's a better way to introduce things than just, I don't know. I keep thinking like our journey into strangeness is, is maybe it's just how our brain works and other people's brains doesn't work like that. So we need some sort of process to prepare other people's brains so they can accept what we're saying
0: right but then i've also learned recently and this comes back to analyzing what clues chronicle is that a lot of people it's like drugging them yeah i think it was farce value said something like i just stop trying to convince people like it's it it hurts them it they cannot process what they will not process. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's just hurtful to do, you know, and and at the time, I'm sure even while hosting that podcast, I was thinking, Oh, we still, but come on, let's try Let's, there must be a way. And, and I, I still have that hope of course, but more realistically, I have to say that, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't want to go there. They don't want to be in, uh, they don't want to have to have dealt with what we did, which is shills, people yelling at us, um, trying to identify who is who. You know, it's very confusing and disorienting for people too. Like the spies and agents and people that are there just to lie, which I'm sure most people don't even think, it's possible that, that that is the case, but these people do exist. You know, they don't want to deal with those kinds of things. They don't want to have to deal with someone lying to their face, angrily, persistently, you know, repeating the lie. 50 years ago we landed, you know, um, you know dinosaurs are, you know, uh, dinosaurs are proof of the age of the earth, or, you know, whatever it is that they're that that is the one point that they have to, like, get across. Mm-hmm. You and I, we've been able to tell the difference because we've talked to probably hundreds of people about this, individually, each of us, maybe even a thousand people each. I don't even know. And and yet we haven't found one single effective method of agreeing on who is or is not trustworthy, except that we just have the experience and the feeling. This person is trustworthy. Trustworthy, this person isn't. And I think that that is why, um, when audio was starting about this more and more, you know, like there were interviews about 9 11 with supposedly the amateur videographers who like captured the plane crashes, or whatever, with it Jeff Hill at Pump It Out Forum, which seemed like just infested with shills, probably started by shills. And didn't in a previous podcast, we say shill was a harsh word. Not, let's just say, I don't even know what to call them.
1: How about people with un, unknown motives?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because a shill, his motive isn't like you or what whatever this person is. I mean, sometimes they're there just to be contrary. They They get off on that. Other times they're paid to be there.
0: Yes, that's a great point. Sometimes they just get off on being contrary. Yes. Yes. There's definitely just plain old trolls. Trolls with a slight bias, but they don't want to ever show it. So they just attack everything. <laughs> um Yeah. But you,
1: like human beings, right? We think people have the same motives as us. And that's, that's why. It. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's yeah. why I wanted to get in on the audio. And, and I was like. I'm noticing there was what there was this character at fakeologist named Pichier, who was like, "Well, why is your last name? Why does it? Why can you remix the letters and form con artist or something? You know, it was really bizarre." And I was like, "How can you even assume that that's an okay thing to start with? Like, you're you didn't listen to anything that I had to say. Like, you haven't been." It's like they didn't even pay attention. They just started out with attack. I was like, "No, I have to defend my my character." <laughs> what mm-hmm. a waste of time that is. I mean, right, cuz
1: I'm listening to you. I'm listening to all the bits and pieces you're saying and I'm trying to make sense of it and analyze it and so we can have this really good discussion, but if the person I'm listening to doesn't give me the same courtesy, that's what blows my mind
0: right there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes. So I was like, well, I need to clear up where it is we actually stand on this. And I was like, okay, I'll use my voice. That's fine. I still didn't want to step fully into the identity because I honestly didn't fully identify with Hoi Palloi. Not fully. I mean, fully would be like, Yeah, revolution, you know, (laughs) but no, I mean, I was just kind of like, people want to know these answers. I am interested. I'm curious to find the answers for for myself and I want to believe like that stupid show X-Files, but really like I wanted to believe that the reason for all the trolling and all the, you know, piches and people who didn't seem as intelligent to me. And like all, all of that, the reason for all of it was because deep down they had a similar motivation to me. Wow. How how egotistical, I guess that must've been of me. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought, yeah, everyone just wants to get to know everybody and, 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 and learn how to accept them. I'll do that, you know? And so, I mean, even from the beginning of my research, when I changed from, this fake name that my girlfriend came up with was like oh you're you're just come up with betty brick or whatever um when i changed that to hoi polloi it was because i was gaining interest in people and and faith that there were more people in it with my interests than than without i didn't just have to be all defensive all the time i could like be like yeah like we're in this together we are the hoi we are the, you know, We are the, the populist force that will undo this lie.
1: Right. But the thing is, those people, they're shy. They're not posting. They're just reading. They're not going on audios or making audios. So the people who are earnest are still there. And there's hundreds of thousands of them, but they're still not posting yet.
0: You know what I'm well, saying? Good for them. I mean, I'm not on Facebook. And as I mentioned earlier in our private conversation, I was kicked off Instagram after a couple days for violating terms of service. And all I did was like, say hello to some friends. So I, I don't know if that was just an accident or a bug or, or what, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not fully on board with social media. I would encourage any of you out there who are listening that think that you know, you can identify with this um, uplifting language that we're interested in, you know, getting more people to understand one another and create peace in this world through that. You know, if you're interested in that, try not to be too shy, you know. I mean, yes, it's a little bit scary to, to put yourself out there, but you could say that, oh, yeah, well, the Clues Chronicle really didn't do anything or... September clues is ignored and maligned and whatever. But <clears throat> I think if we if more of us just did a little, just one step towards sharing with each other, then maybe oh my gosh. <clears throat> clearly I've been talking too much. I'm sorry. Okay, oh. okay, take over, take over. No,
1: you haven't been. But to encourage people to post, it doesn't have to be something enormous say, Oh yeah, I, I've, I've had that thought myself. I tend to agree with that, but what about this? You know, it doesn't have to be something complicated or, or something amazing or groundbreaking. You don't have to pull a, a Simon, you know, and f- you know, do his September clues or you don't have to pull a Hoy polloi and do the Vixen report. You don't have to go that far, but you know that, cause that was, that's a lot of work. <laughs> But you could still, you know, just say, oh yeah, I'm I'm of that opinion or I agree with that. But what about this? Because we need more posters. We need more people to make their opinion their opinion. Cause right now, I mean, a lot of the websites that were conspiracy minded that I used to participate in and a lot of the blogs, like they're just taken over, man. They're taken over by insincere people with unknown motives. And they're getting nowhere.
0: Yeah. The biggest tragedy of the research of having maybe the curiosity that you and I have is, is the complete alienation. And I'm sorry. I mean, that sounds scary, but if you just accept that and move on from that, then you won't get stuck in the fake solution of ganging up with a so-called truth movement. Mm -hmm. Every researcher handles this differently, you know, where did where did we gang up and where did we strike out on our own vision quest for me i ganged up with september clues because even though i didn't i wasn't fully on board with all of it at first i did learn some things that i agreed with i did go full bore into supporting and maintaining clues forum and septemberclues.info and making this podcast and it was all because I, I just wasn't afraid I guess to just see how people would respond and get more information from people about it. And where I struck out on my own, um I'd say that's happening all the time, but more recently it's been it's been very personal, it's been like spiritual stuff that that is difficult to uh I can't exactly like make a some guru podcast that's like I'm giving you enlightenment, but it's just in in casual chat. You know, I I can't do my spirituality doesn't involve like having to enlighten others lately where I've been striking out on my own has been more like trying to heal and myself and and my community and stuff. And um, I think that's what I really wanted. I think everyone listening could, could find their dream and make it come true. I think they could just find what is important to them and and do it. They can do it. Um, it. It does lead to some struggles and, yeah, some alienation.
1: hmm A lot. It's funny, though, you said the heal thing because that's like where I'm at now, man. I want my community healed. I want people healthy. You know, that's where I'm going. And it sounds like Blue's Chronicle, that's where we're going to in that same vein.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if we're even capable of doing this as a creative work and have it have the continuity that it had. I'm sure that many people who have listened and and who are more different from me than I expected (laughs) um, don't even want to follow me on this path. So I I guess how I feel like I, I don't know because these shy people, as you say, if they're listening, they don't really say anything Maybe they don't want to reach out. I've only had a couple people say that they're genuinely interested in Clues Chronicle, and so I just think it's the wrong format of media for me now. And I feel like in the spectrum of interdependence and independence, I want to go a little more independent. And you know, I'm interested in um really weird stuff, really strange stuff. I'm still interested in the strange, and that's where I feel like I'm going. Clues Chronicle was fun to do as to see if it would work, but I just haven't had enough feedback from people. That's like, yeah, this is the right thing. You know, you came from the right place. You're going the right direction. If anything, I just feel as though it's, um, like an extension of an old fandom of September clues. I support September clues, uh, because i think that it it's a great tool it the only thing it really does is point up that the investigation to 911 hasn't even begun it it okay. never it never started
1: it's not gonna start it's boy. not gonna start ever because it was 911 was done for a purpose and that purpose is probably still there so why and it's part of Empire. Empire's not going to investigate itself against its own activities. Are they? I don't think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they'll make the motions like they do. It's like they have to play that. But if it's something that's truly damaging, then it seems like they do these weird panic moments like, quick, let's promote you know this moon landing stuff all over the place it's just been baffling to me that 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 is the thing like it in the midst of of the technological changes that are going on right now and this incredibly complex social changes and the shifts in power with uh, um not necessarily the main major powers like they always seem to be the same psychopaths and such but um but like you know a technology showing up or a social media showing up and then that being traded or bought or moved around there's so much going on right now and yet for some reason that's that's not the focus i don't understand why people are still looking to the mainstream for like their truth i, I don't get it why is it that the empire feels that they just have to go oh yeah remember the the moon landing like How pathetic, how utterly pathetic of civilization.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know. I guess they're indoctrinating all the young children too. make sure you believe in the moon landing. Hey, they put oxygen in the solid rocket fuel boosters. That's how we did it. It's like, wait a minute. That's it. That one little thing added created space travel wait a minute I know it's just you know the whole thing though we are such good investigators oh my goodness I'm gonna throw me into because I just dig in man I don't stop and it affects my personal life too we had a chemical tank farm come in here and I investigated the holy shit out of that and we were able to stop it because we (laughs) <laughs> we proved a bunch of things. Fluoride. I, I said this before. I am a born investigator. I love just getting down and figuring stuff out. We stopped fluoride because I showed them it it, it was the, the fluoride is industrial garbage. They they're remarketing.
0: That's yeah, what it's are. just it's basically just Alco remarketing for sure.
1: Yeah. So it's, and the I was able to convince our city council to believe me and they did thank god and they canceled it and they had accepted this contract they had to unaccept it but i did such a good job i had six poster boards or whatever <laughs> i walked them through
0: that's awesome i don't think it's it's wrong to point out these successes i'm proud of uh, helping zoning change in minneapolis so that community can form more you know they made they had made it illegal for uh Groups of people that were unrelated to live together, and it was this form of elitism that was changed thanks to.
1: Oh, yay! I didn't know that really. So, like, you couldn't have like two or three people living in a house that weren't related.
0: If there were four people living in a house and one were not part of the group then it was illegal and there was something about it was it was very strange nuance but it was it was basically like it made room for the gentry you know the people who had houses and who didn't need to share and it was an attack on uh like immigrants who needed to bunch up and share resources and and people of color it came in the form of anti-brothel laws but yeah, no, no, no. I mean, anyway, I'm sorry to distract you're from your no, successes. No. I just want to say that that's heroic. You're, you're a hero to me. And I, um, I aspire to that level of community involvement. I think that it's important. I don't think we need to um, deal with federal government. I think we should just try to avoid that gang if possible. But um, local government is super important. It really affects your life.
1: Oh, well put, federal government's a big gang, exactly. State government still gangish. I mean, if you want to make a difference, it's, it's local government, it's your city, it's your neighborhood. That's where you can have the most impact. And it affects me every day, where if I try and fight a federal issue, I'm not going to see that effect ever on back on myself.
0: Well, as we've already discussed, it seems to us—at least it seems to me—I'm sure you'll agree—that the big feds they support themselves on on these repeated lies. So that's why you can't fight it. They—they'll they'll never allow you to just sit there and disprove it. They'll shout you out, even I though. It is
1: the feds, right? It is the feds. They hold all the
0: lies, right? They have.
1: They, they hold- have the.
0: They they easily have the power to say like, no, you know, we don't have to um, endorse this dinosaur theory. We don't have to, but instead it seems there's a lot of certain directions that, that just support the government. And I don't think it's like some people in the conspiracy movements <laughs> will say like, oh, it's this one direction to like a communist end or a new world order or whatever. I'm like, you're in the order. There is no, the new world order is exactly this. It's renewed every day. There is no <laughs> like, there is no like suddenly we're going to be in 1984. No, we are in it already. We have been, we always have been. It's like, this is how it works. Right.
1: So, we've been a government. We've been in it since.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. ever since, ever since government was redefined, as this like corporate gang instead of um, like natural anarchy, which which had its own hierarchy and things like that. But in any case.
1: <sighs> you're soaking in it. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Think about that. If you are afraid of the new world order happening, you're not going to be looking for it right now, right here, people. Right now we're in it. This is what it feels like to be part of a new world. Order. It's it right now. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like um Hoy, you're thinking, so you're are you saying no more clues chronicles?
0: I I I mean Yes. And but also like I wish I could choose the best words to say it so it doesn't sound so final. Like I, I wish that we could easily translate names and words are so clumsy, especially in the English language, it seems. I wish that we could just be like, let's rename ourselves and start something that's the continuation. But I know that for most people, they'll just say, oh, no, that ended. Because, see, this is where it goes from episode 31 to episode 32 of something else or, or, or episode one of something else. So I don't know. I mean, I just feel like being named after September Clues, it doesn't feel right to me anymore.
1: Personally. Well, we've changed, right? We've changed our whole with interviewing Dr. Morse and interviewing Lennon and Honor. and
0: Yeah. So, therefore, it seems like a name change is in order. That's the point.
1: Right, because we, we do want to change away from the conspiracy theory, make you feel bad thing, to let's improve our community. Let's improve people's lives. Let's look at a new way of seeing things, but that makes you feel better (laughs)
0: about yourself. Right. I I was playing with something like, there's nothing new under the sun, but we're going to just discuss the things that we think are new anyway. You know, I'm trying to figure out a concept that sounds like that, like this has all been discussed before, but hopefully now it's you know, relevant because we're, we're in it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we are still media trying to, I'd like to invite you and others to host. And hopefully I'd be invited to co-host with other projects. And we just continue this network of positivity with the goal being to exist in media as a voice of reason and deep respect for life and for people where we find that kind of lacking in mainstream media and, and exploring the strange and interesting without, uh, without resorting to the negative opinion leaders. But then, unfortunately, you know, as we, it, you know, it's kind of a blessing that we haven't found like a lot of fandom or people talking about us because it's like, oh no, that means that we would be that opinion leader thing. And that's a terrible beast that apparently no one has successfully wrestled. Like everyone succumbs to it. I don't know, like I can't think of a single like successful show that has actually withstood against the propaganda and been like, no, we're making a stance against this here. I mean, I can't name one. I can't name one. And I just, that's why I think it just doesn't happen. I'm not saying I I don't have faith in us, but like I just don't see how it could possibly happen.
1: Well, those people with unknown motives are the first to comment. And it's my opinion that I would say well over 90% are paid to comment negatively. So how can we even take their opinion as
0: valued? It's about how you take people in general, I guess. Like, yeah, I wouldn't value their opinion, but I still value them as a person, even though they're like lying or they're being paid to lie. I still think they, they, their life has value. I just think that they've misplaced their um, their efforts in preserving something that they think is, you know, important, which is the, the big government lies or whatever. But, you know, it, it, but then at the same time, as an optimist, and people would probably curse me for having this, you know, having optimism, I'm like, maybe there's millions of people for whom those lies exist. Because they, because they're so stubborn, they just don't want. They don't want to know. They don't. It, it, it's too disturbing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree. So, there. Oh my
0: so gosh. so in that case, where do we fit? Why do we keep doing this? I guess it goes back to that naivety, which I don't want to have. Which is that maybe we'll meet more people that are like us. You know, maybe, 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 but uh, it's like, isn't it, it? Haven't we learned or shouldn't we have learned by now? Genuine question. Shouldn't we have learned by now that that's not working and then that that's not going to ever work?
1: But I think it is. I think we're somewhat of an antidote for the conspiracy theorist who's overdone it just a bit. <laughs> you know, who's like, I in two days. what do I do?
0: Overdone it a bit. That's funny. like yeah you went there but don't worry you don't have to you don't have to hoard guns and live in a bunker it's okay you you can come back to like <laughs> reality
1: right you don't have to worry about the government listening to everything you do you don't have to worry about yeah
0: because they do so stop worrying about it
1: well, they always do, but it's not for the reason you think.
0: Yes. Thank you. That that goes back to the point. So I, I'm so sorry that I, I didn't finish that thought. Some people think, oh, yeah, we're going to this new world order. We're going to this one track or whatever. But actually, I think the reason they do it is test and response and, and change what they do. So they test, they see the response, they change what they do. It's not like they adopted transgender and queer stuff because there's an evil queer agenda there there is a queer agenda but it's just because people are queer and they and they would have an agenda white people have an agenda that's white black people have an agenda that's black it's that's all it is and so in my opinion the reason the government does it isn't because there's like an evil conspiracy of like people who like the same gender, like that has nothing to do with it. It just promotes a certain path and we benefit from that path too. You know, there's aspects of it. Like my queer friends, they will not be as beat up. They will not be as insulted. They will be more respected in life. Thank God.
1: Oh, right. Thank God for that. Exactly. That's so funny. There is benefit to some government agendas. It's not all evil. I mean, if you think about it, right, what is government? They have to, they're a corporation that manages people and land and resources. That's really it. So when people are getting out of control and being mean and hurting each other, well, if the government doesn't want the backlash, they've got to control the situation somehow. I mean I see this I'm I'm a school teacher I teach high school and I see my kids hurting each other and being I'm not saying this is good or bad I'm giving no value judgment but I'm just saying cause and effect right I see my own students being mean I'm like what hey um one girl being telling another girl you're fat or you're ugly or a student mm. telling another student you're black and you know that's weird or whatever hmm we have to do sensitivity training it's like hey did did you know what you just said was rude did you know what you just said to hurt the other person's feelings that it made them feel bad but i mean that's a microcosm i have to take steps to manage my classroom so that they're nicer to each other so they can get all the learning they need done i mean that's just the government they yeah. do a lot. of for reasons we quite don't understand it may benefit us it may not but i think mostly though government wants us to be managed in a positive way
0: yes i agree i i so agree i just don't think there's like satan rules the world or whatever like i just don't think that that's like the danger that we're facing i think the danger that we're facing is our own ignorance which is a thing that we're all stuck in together we all have to pull out of this together with each other and a lot of other things like that it's not like it's not a personified evil it's it's just the it's just the consequences of living in this in this bizarre physical life mostly physical somewhat metaphysical life Mm -hmm. and so I, i guess yeah that 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 puts me in the camp of the optimists which a lot of conspiracy theorists hate because they think that's a, a, an apologist for, you know, the people who have been lying to us or the crimes or whatever. And it's like, no, ideally, this doesn't have to happen. And hopefully, maybe if we serve as anything, we, I, I would like to think that we're the people that are pushing for that test. Like, hey, can we be more honest and kind to each other yet together? You know, and if not, okay, but let's just keep asking that question.
1: I mean, that's the happy version of it that might exist, why government does stuff. But I also think we're a resource to be reaped upon
0: also. Yeah, I mean, we're farmed. We, we, we're we, farmed. Are, yeah. we, we are farmed. We are We're a farmed creature. We farm ourselves. We're both the farmer and the farmed. And some people prefer to be more... They think that they're they by being more the farmer, they're less farmed, you know?
1: Uh right. Exactly. But whatever whatever the case, however you want to look at, it's not personal. There's not an agent on you looking at you, just you. One one agent hired to investigate you. It's they're gonna come and get you. I mean, that's that's why I think like the Alex Jones types, he's there to make you paranoid, to make you not wanna look into certain things because the reality is you're just, I'm sorry, you're not that important. You're just a number and a big giant bunch of numbers. It's just statistics. They, they're trying to get the crowd to move one way or the other for whatever reason. And it's not like,
0: <laughs> he's like, he's a performance artist. He's like the biggest name in conspiracies because he's like the, jerry seinfeld or someone else to comedy he's like the he's he's that to conspiracies like i was saying before if once you're at that level it you i don't know how you could be honest i don't know how you could
1: right I, I, at all. he makes people feel so bad all the time oh yeah but i think people the other thing is i'm sorry I interrupted you
0: no no but- please please do i'm rambling
1: People get they get used to feeling bad. I don't know. If there's a name for it. They get used to being traumatized, and then they continually look to be traumatized in their media.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think that's also why my mom told a story once where they stopped the plane that they were on, and they were gonna make everybody raise their hands on the plane. In order to show that nobody was, um, you know, carrying matches to light their underwear or shoe on fire or something, because you know the the underwear bomber or something had just happened. And I love my mom, um, but with all due respect, she had this, and she does have, of a fear and respect of that kind of authority. She's like, wow, and we had to raise our arms. It was like it was like comforting to her that she had to do this outlandish thing that made no sense from a security standpoint. But to her, it was like a sign that the powers were there with her, you know, making everybody do the thing because we're going to foil those terrorists. It's like, it's like the poor victimized government versus the evil, nasty terrorists, you know, that myth. And so it's like, yeah, the enjoyment of being traumatized. It's not just that it's like this, uh, it's like this comforting, authoritative figure, you know?
1: But they could have hid the match under their leg or something. Just because they're raising their hand doesn't mean the match wasn't on their person. <laughs> no, or something.
0: yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a completely absurd. But for, you know, the people on the plane, they were like, oh, yeah, and we had to raise our hands. So yeah, That's the government. They're fighting terrorism. Good, 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 good. good.
1: Oh, wow. I... That is an incredible story, and they felt comforted. There you go. Oh my god! Government wouldn't ask you to do that if the underwear bomber wasn't real, (laughs) hoy.
0: And even if he was fake, I'm glad they did it anyway because it made me feel safer.
1: Who knows? Maybe they heard chat, or there were other underwear bombers going to really do it.
0: Well, it's interesting. I'm meeting more and more people, I think especially in Arizona, who are like, I don't trust people, but I trust the government a little bit. You know, like this person sitting next to me, I, I don't know. I don't know them. But the the, the, the police officer, he's cool because, you know, he tells he hates everybody equally. So therefore I'm with him. It's just like a fear response that's been inflated to the point where it's like tunnel vision towards the authority.
1: I thought of starting a podcast I love people.
0: What? No, you didn't.
1: I thought I was thinking it because I love their stories. I love their personal experiences. And so what you're talking about, right? Those people who like the government, they don't know enough people. They haven't talked to enough cool people, you know?
0: But, but Kay, I have a podcast um, called I Like People.
1: You do? Yeah. Well, that is so cool. Really? I
0: I can't believe, really, you didn't just like check out my podcast and you're like, I'm going to like people. I'm going to love people.
1: You know, I remember you talking about it now that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to call it, I love interviewing people, but then I thought, no, it's too long. I just, I love people. I, I love to hear their UFO stories, their Bigfoot stories. I love to hear their ghost stories. I love to hear their 9-11 stories. I love, I'll love tell me about your personal experience. And once you talk to enough people, oh my God, I have ISIS stories. How about how ISIS doesn't really exist?
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: Really understand where you live, the people in your community and your nation and the world. You got to talk to them. You got to hear their stories.
0: And uh, you, would you at least want to do an episode on I Like People with me?
1: I would love, I would like that. No, <laughs> I, would love, I would love that. Yes.
0: Okay, cool. Maybe we can see where that goes. I wonder if we could both do that. I'm I'm actually, I have an experiment on that podcast called Seven Questions to Save Humanity. It's a bit rhetorical, but the, the concept, <laughs> it sounds like I'm perpetually doing the same project, doesn't it? Oh well anyway the 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 seven questions are like you know simple like what's your name what does community mean to you things like that and i've gotten some of a, a already a of huge variety of answers so
1: oh that's fascinating look how all these different thinkers yet we're still able to communicate somehow to each other
0: <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 I'm super excited.
1: Back to this groundbreaking news to me, we're thinking of changing. Well, we've already changed the direction anyway of Clues Chronicles. Not, not so conspiracy minded, but more like, what are the things, you know, interviewing people who are making this world a better place?
0: maybe I don't have to work on two podcasts. (laughs) Maybe I could just do one. I could rename. I like people to, uh, we like people.
1: Right. Well, I like people is good because you can personalize it. You'd be like, I like people. I'd be like, I like people too.
0: Yes. See, Oh my God, we're on the same page. It's crazy. Um, well, maybe we'll just leave it a mystery right now. What, the thing is that we're doing next, but I I guess I wanted to ask you before we close up shop here, what Clues Chronicle, what the experience has been for you of like when we first started to getting to through it to like now, like can you share any stories about what that was like? Because I, you know, I'm not you. I don't know what your experience was like.
1: I guess. When we first started doing them, I was like, oh, this is so cool. We can now talk about what we just posted. And that was fun, bringing life to the posts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun.
1: I really enjoyed that. It helped. I guess I don't want to say close a book, you know, but this was a better book. (laughs) I'm closing. But (laughs) But just to finally kind of put a cap on what we've been thinking. And there is kind of a cap to it, I guess, right? I mean, once you kind of figure out Newton, okay, so okay, what did he really discover? He made a bunch of formulas. That's really all he did.
0: And he you fudged know? him. He didn't even use like real math. He actually made he didn't he didn't they show that he like fudges numbers and he even admitted that like he did that to avoid smatters and mathematics or something
1: that's right and that's why he renamed his book he's it's something something mathematica instead of natural natural he mm. was supposed to make his formulas to exactly represent the motions of the planets and other planetary things but and others, um solar and extrasolar like how uh, we would get asteroids that would come and go. But no, he couldn't do that. He realized he's never going to match them. So he just called it my math.
0: (laughs) That's cool. And he's got
1: disclaimers. What a cool freak. (laughs) Right. And it's easy. I mean, I'm a math teacher, so it's easy to make a formula. All you need is a couple of points and you can reverse engineer any formula. And he didn't even his formulas weren't even his own. He used elliptical formulas and he used least squares formulas. I'm like cheater, cheater, cheater. (laughs) He used what was already there and just applied it in a bigger form.
0: Yeah. He's like a performance artist. Unfortunately, that's like in my book, he's, he's done a lot of damage to science. He's a liar.
1: Yes, people. I'm sorry. Newton's a liar. So if you actually want to read his stuff, And look at his formulas and where he got them from. Not that big a deal. He's not, didn't do anything amazing. In fact, he lied about a lot of it. So that was one of our podcasts. We we showed his bombastic nature. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure, like you said, like how we didn't get much feedback. Did you ever like look at like how many people listened to the podcast? Did you ever see those stats?
0: Um, I saw, uh, I don't know, like a f- like uh, several dozen downloads of a podcast or something, but the um, stats it's hosted at like, I don't think I'm giving anything big away that it's hosted at Servage and they don't offer a lot of professional tools for analysis there.
1: Just to talk about these issues out loud and hopefully introduce people. I mean, that was part of our our goal was we we don't want to like give you the ultimate Newton you know experience. Go read for yourself. Go see what else you can find. Go add to the forum. I don't think did we get anyone that says, "Hey, I listened to your podcast and now I'm adding to the forum."
0: No. Oh mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of good response from I like people. I think because it's uh it doesn't expect anything of anybody. It just is like, hey, I appreciate this. Do you appreciate this? Whereas I think Clues Chronicle often felt like a call to go to Clues Forum and then Clues Forum itself felt like a call to do something. But what that something was was not clear. So I, I think yeah I, I'm done with that. I didn't I didn't I never intended to herd people. I I just intended to have people go, hey, hey, let's talk. What what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And most people would be like, shrug, nothing. I don't know. So, yeah, I I guess, you know, I'm not that, I'm not like a, what, what would that person be that I thought I was? I don't know. Someone that would like inspire people to, to do something meaningful. I, I thought that that's what I was doing. It, it seems I just frustrated people or made people disappointed with me who like me and care about me. It, it's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Remember the interview with Elle?
0: Oh yes. She is great. Very funny. That person.
1: got a lot of positive comments. And I think that's that people were like, wow, a real person. She was a phone sex operator. What? And to get her perspective on that was so unique and valuable to me. It's like it was her empowerment. It wasn't her being a victim. And I really, really liked that. That was, wow, that was so cool. And people are like, wow, I never thought of it that way for her.
0: Yeah, I think maybe we should try to just interview people and ask them and and I think we'd have a good way to frame their perspective. Even if we even if we did end up, you know, interviewing someone who was like, Yeah, I worked on the satellite program or whatever, we'd be like, Okay, we'd have the right I think we'd have the right questions for that, instead of just the usual like mainstream version i don't know i don't know
1: right we could really get in there and ask some not trolling questions ask some challenging questions yeah yeah Mm -hmm. challenge that see see what's uh see what's up there
0: and if we don't and and it's just like an interesting interview then that's good too
1: right just just to get people to hear their perspectives and their stories, without sure. and just like you ever listen to what's his name Abraham something, he interviews people. He does a really good job.
0: Oh, I don't know that. Oh, interesting. Not Ira Glass, who's that? Who does all those phony reports? Right, someone
1: else. But something like that, where just an honest interview without any government propaganda put into
0: it. That's cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I think that's super valuable. Getting reality instead of the social media fakeness.
1: Yes, exactly. And, you know, blow your mind about what real people are thinking and doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anti-social media. Is that a name? No, that's
1: not. <laughs> right. I'm not like everyone else. And here's why. Here's my story.
0: Well, okay. Um, thanks for that. I... I don't know if you have anything more to add, but I really appreciate you talking with me about all this. I hope it was useful for people. And I'm not sure if we really got to the bottom of the theme of what Clues Chronicle is, but well, we tried and I hope that's appreciated. (laughs) Mm,
1: Right. It was an experiment, kind of, you know, just don't you think? I mean, that's really what it what it yep. is.
0: Yep. Right. It is. It was an art project because, art project. you know, it's yeah. media, but it was also an art project that involves an audience. And it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of my early comics where I was pretending to have an audience, you know, I was just writing to something and pretending that it was like this interactive experience when really it was just me ranting for like 500 pages.
1: Oh, that's funny. I like that. That's a new art form in itself. Was uh, was that like psych? That's what Clues Chronicle was. Uh, no,
0: no, no. I mean, I earnestly tried. I really did. It's just like the the people I imagined, the audience I imagined, never showed up. That's cool. It still, still cool. it still feels successful to me,
1: <laughs> right? It's still creative, and that's I think part of our existence on this planet is we're supposed to be creative.
0: Yeah. And who knows what people got from it? Maybe they just think they're uh, analyzing two crazy pantses, but that's cool. Do that. And then. I want,
1: right. And I want to thank you for letting us, you know, be creative with Clues Chronicles and go different ways than was originally what you thought. I want to thank
0: you. For thank that. you. No, thank you. I, I really thought that we had a lot of fun and we're going to have a lot more fun. So oh, let's yeah. always keep it real together.
1: we can still say that right
0: absolutely why not let's keep it real real together. together